We continue our Talanoa about and around the Health Disability Review Report released in March of this year. Now, just a quick reminder, the review made recommendations such as um, the reduction of the current number of DHBs, uh, the recommendation for Maori to have... Um, an authority set up so that will then monitor and report the health and the welfare of Maori people uh, to the government, for instance. Um, but unfortunately for the Pacific diaspora, there's no specific mention uh, or strategy in the report. Um, and so we reached out for comments from people like the, um, John Fiso and Dr. Colin Tokuitonga, who have expressed that there is still need uh, and still a lot more to be done for our community moving forward. Now, uh, another community that is also covered in the report uh, what formed the other half of the name is the our uh, not just Pacific people but the disability community of Aotearoa. Joining us today is member of the New Zealand Order of Merit, director of consulting firm Dauntless Blue and the national executive officer of Tofama Mao Collective, uh, the first uh, Pacific collective for Pacific people with disabilities. Now just to give you a quick uh, info, Tofama Mamao Collective is a truly independent grassroots collective of Pacific disabled people, their families and carers through connecting, informing, innovating and advocating for causes that are important to our disability Pacifica community. Good morning, sir. And good morning to you and your listeners. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, this just popped up out of the top of my head. Now we see that our population as Pacifica people in Aotearoa is about round off 380,000. Would you happen to have any statistics by any chance of the percentage of that that are? Um, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a break uh, percentage in terms of the national numbers. Eh? According to the um, Statistics New Zealand or the Census Survey in 2013, which is the latest, you can have on some clear numbers. Uh, there's 1.1 million uh, people in New Zealand that identifies as having a disability in one form or another. 32% of that is Maori, 26 uh, is Pacific, 24 is European, and 17 Asian. So you can see it is quite a, a substantial number that disabled people um, occupy in terms of our overall population. And I guess the reason why I'm giving you the whole population of New Zealand, because I think it opens up to the next questions that you may have in terms of the um, uh, Heather Simpson uh, Health and Disabilities uh, Review Report. Mm. Thank you for that. I mean, that is quite a significant number if you combine Pacific and Maori. That's just about 50% of the current population who I've identified with some form of disability. Speaking of that report... That's uh, adjusted for the youth population. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last week, we spoke to you know some of the people that are writing, contributing, supporting. So we spoke to Dr. Peter Davis with regards to the report and some of the things that are missing. So we're looking at it from a Pacific perspective, um, as you may know, having read the report. But um, one of his responses that the reason why there wasn't much strategy in the report for Pacific to start with uh, was there wasn't much submission came time of tabling the report. So I wonder if that's also kind of the case or the excuse they would be using um, when it came to the particular recommendation around the disability review. Can you give us your perspective from uh, a member of our disability community with regards to that report? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes, uh, they have a Simpson Disability uh, Health uh, Review Report. By all, uh, from all the feedback I've had so far, it hasn't. It wasn't a perfect process in terms of engaging uh, the diverse uh, parts of our population throughout the country. So, you know, when the, when the process is not perfect, your findings or your conclusion is never going to be perfect either. However, uh, the report does provide us with a timely opportunity to import. Uh, I know that some of the Pacific providers um, through the health sector have provided their thoughts on the findings in that re review report. But again, um, Pacific Disabled People's Voice wasn't um, sought for or asked. So that's why we, as Tor Farmer Mao, submitted a, uh, a letter in a submission form um, uh, to say it's a great opportunity to perhaps do some uh, transformational um, actions. And that action for us is to, um, to you know, build a ministry for disabled people. So despite the fact that um, Tofama Mao is a Pacific collective that's leading this uh, uh, call, it is a mainstream call. Uh, all disabled people from different walks of life through in, in, the, in the past few years have, uh, uh, you know, talked about this idea. But Tofama Mao in this case is uh, taking the lead by doing the online petition. We'll eventually get onto the petition and also the role of Tofa Mamao and the purpose it was set up. But I was wondering because, you know, we've been asking everyone that was a candidate pre-election and then when they made it in after election and also the other people in authority when it comes to the health. And, and I did engage them on their perspective of what are their thoughts on starting? You know, what's what's there to lose? You know, for, you know, we try to get them to, to comment by starting a ministry of Pacific people where the issues of, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a ministry of uh, people with disabilities, um, seeing that it's, it's a growing population and the fact that then we'll be able to um, sort of like centralize all the current, not just the funding, but having a voice for a community will always end up having better outcomes for such. I mean, we yeah. do it with everything. We do it with MPP. Okay. Um, but most of them are saying, well, you know, uh, we'll, we'll need to look at um, fixing the system first. And to me, personally, I thought, well, this is always the excuse when you always, you know, look at starting something. Oh, we need to fix the system before we have uh, a, a ministry as such. What would you, what would be your feedback to that kind of, uh, to date? I mean, I know uh, these I mean, are just expressions based my, on their knowledge. My, my, feed, my feedback would be this. If you don't want to do anything, you're always going to find excuses as to why you don't do it. But if that was enough of a justification, then we wouldn't have had other population-based ministries, such as uh, the Ministry of Women Affairs. Uh, the Ministry of Maori Affairs later became Te Puni Kokere. Uh, the ministry, and we also have to acknowledge the great work. And these are the people that didn't listen to nonsense like that. Uh, some of our uh, older people who have uh, sadly have passed away when they, when it was their time, they called for a ministry for Pacific people. And look what we have now. And they, they are leading the charge in um, preserving some of our languages. So those people are long gone, but their um, legacy is fulfilled by the creation of a ministry for uh, Pacific people. But all, that's all we're asking for, to Farmer Mao and the rest of other disabled people throughout the country is create a ministry for disabled people, combining the disability services um, that currently sits within uh, the Ministry of Health, 
together with the Office of Disability Issues, which is the overarching strategy uh, office, which sits within um, MSD. So, but much more important than that is, like all the other ministry, they've got Pacific, they've got Māori, got, they've got women working in there. Why can't a ministry for disabled people have disabled people working in there and they'll have direct input as to how those services and, and how that money uh, gets distributed out for the kind of support that disabled people have? The lived experience is one that's crucial here because for a long time, we've had Europeans create policies for Pacific. Uh, you know, same likewise with Māori. So now you've got TPK, now you've got Pacific. All we're asking for is the same thing here. Allow disabled people to decide and provide leadership uh, around how our taxpayer money is spent on in our name. Hmm. Tell me about the petition uh, launched in September. Um, I, we see that it's, it's, it's crawling, uh, you know, nicely towards um, the support that's been achieving. What would you like to... Um, say to the you know to people sure. that are listening in with regard to the petition and how to get involved okay um i would encourage anybody that has a disabled child or anyone that has a sister or a brother that has a disability or a cousin or a friend anybody that has a vested interest or agrees with the vision of disabled people taking leadership in their own lives to please uh, check out change.org to find a mild petition and sign up uh, in support of what we're calling for, for uh, uh, building a ministry for uh, disabled people. It really, <clears throat> our numbers are growing organically and I'm really grateful for those who are circulating the, the petition and people who have um, signed up, but we've got a long way to go. We are targeting 5,000 and with the hope that once we reach that number that we will uh, hand that over to the government for their consideration. So uh, anybody that um, agrees with our stance, uh, I encourage all of you to please sign up. And this also is is one of those things. Where, I mean, you know, looking at the, for instance, going back to the Heather Simpson report, you know, they're looking at a three to five year of implementation. We know that it's going to face a few challenges because of the stereotype and the mentality, like you did mention before. But if one point, uh, I think one point six million, you were mentioning, I could get the figure wrong. Uh, the 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 amount of New Zealanders that are identifying as someone having a disability, um, 5,000 is a very, very small number. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, keep us posted on that. Now, uh, quickly, um, tell us about Tofama Mao Collective because uh, okay. uh, we're starting yep. this backwards and now we're finally here. Uh, Tofama Mao Collective, who's it for? How did it come about? Yeah, uh, two years ago, um, myself and some other like-minded people um, you know, had different perspective. One, obviously, is perspective from a lived experience of a disabled person, but also others had the, uh, the lived experience of being parents of those who have a disability, and also those who were paid, either paid family members or not, providing cares. And with most uh, groups such as like ours around the country, and mainly in mainstream, they separate the disability voice out from the parents' voice, but with, in the Pacific context, there's no such thing because we belong to a family. We are independent within the interdependent system that is uh, Ainga. So we wanted to build a voice that represents, um, you know, that, those set of values. Uh, 
a collective. So we do have parents, carers, and disabled people, but also, um, you know, our emphasis is to try to provide a platform for young disabled people to, uh, you know, gain confidence and, and some level of experience with the hope that if there are other leadership opportunities in the future to come, that they then can grab those with uh, full confidence, as well as, you know, uh, other uh, job-related experiences that could help them um, find full-time employment or part-time employment, depending on what their their wants are. Okay. Uh, to know what, I'm going to ask you one of those uh, spiritual questions, because I know you are a, uh, a spiritual being having a human body experience. Now, if one day in the future, you know, let's say 10, 20, uh, 30, 100 years from today, if people were to look back at Tofama Mao and the effort that uh, you've all put in this vision, what would you like them to to think of when they think of Tofama Mao Collective? Um. In our vision, we use deliberately the word advancing the voices of Pacific disabled people, their families and carers. Now, the reason why we use the word advancing is because we do not want to assume that we were the first. No, um, I'm 48. There were other groups before and other people and other individuals. So it's building on the work that others who uh, might be still around and some others, unfortunately, have passed on. So it's building on the work that those people and current uh, uh, generation um, continue to do. But in the future, I would like to imagine that the future, when future generation look back at what we do, first thing that comes to mind is, I can't believe that people never, you know, that the rest of society never looked or treated the disabled people at one point in history as less than equal. You know, a disbelief that society ever uh, upheld such a view that there are certain part of the population that's less equal than others. So, you know, uh, that will be, you know, a disbelief looking back, but also, uh, um, I guess, a feeling of uh, gratitude that others have done the work to ensure that future generations of Pacific, Pacific disabled people or disabled people in general get treated as equal um, in terms of um, our voice is just as valuable as the guy in the factory, as the lady in the bank, as the member of parliament in Wellington or the councillor in our regional council or the many females and males within our private sector. Opportunities are afforded to them and so rightly should be afforded to us as well. With your many hats, thank you very much for joining us this morning and keep us posted on the petition. Love tight.